lately I've been having the strangest dreams I'm being held in the arms by a naked woman I don't know her even if she knows me And when I look up to see her I see something gruesome Lately I've been having the strangest skin and her teeth and my blood on her blue eyes and I don't know why I can't find a lover one that I like or one that really feels like home say goodbye to my daddy and my mother to all my friends and my three baby brothers I'm gone I can't stay no more I can't stay no more this works morning how's everyone doing welcome to the morning show my name is jimmy john boy it's wednesday plus one it's thursday morning everyone we got serena good morning abe norm real d bvd Saad, troy morgan kevin Derek. what's up how's everything going Todd Father and Facebook. Um, let's see. John Sepsi. Morning. And, uh, Eric Torres says, Morning, John Boy. Checked out Gregory Allen Isakoff after the show the other day, and I'm a fan now. He reminds me of Rustin Kelly in a way. You should check him out. All right, I'll check him out. Yeah, Gregory Allen Isakoff is good. Uh, Todd Father, what up? John... Enrique, Alec. What's going on, everyone? Hope you're having a good week. Yesterday, I got super tired again and felt a little sick. And I don't know if it's because it was our first um, six-episode day or seven-episode day since I came back for and started working again. We did, you know, I did morning, JJR... Talking baseball pregame show, talking baseball voicemails, sharp stats, and then talking Yang Six. Um, or if I got sick again. They say that, you know, the recovery comes in waves and you'll have a day where you just feel exhausted again. Man. So I don't know what it was. It was a little scary because I thought I was out of the woods and then I was exhausted last night. Um, I think I'm good. Anyway, uh, support for this show comes to you from our friends over at Bottle Keeper. I showed you the can keeper on Monday. This is the bottle keeper. They got a pint keeper. They got a bottle keeper. They got a can keeper. If you go to bottlekeeper.com and use code JOMBOY, you get 20% off. I mean, this has a beer in it, which is kind of crazy. It drinks incredibly well. <coughs> I just still have a cough. We go to a tailgate. Like it even, it's got this top. <coughs> that adjusts for size. I just had it on here. And then the top has a bottle opener. It's pretty, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty nuts <coughs> technology. Um, the can, the can one, I had the can one yesterday. The can one feels like just so manly in your hand. Just a little can, can keeper. The bottle keeper's cool. It's a bunch of different designs. Um, so like, I'll show you. I'll give you the visual demonstration real quick before we move on. 
It looks like a thermos. It's it's really held together nicely, but you screw the bottom off down here, and it's all insulated. It's all insulated nicely to keep it cold. That comes off. You can see the beer bottle. I've had my fiance's sister buy some beers for us yesterday so I could do this. It's a blue moon. But it's in there tight. It's in there nice and tight and firm, so I don't want to, like, take it out while I'm still drinking it. You saw that? So, yeah, if you're going on, like, to the beach, a hike, you want a beer, you want something in a bottle... I mean, tailgate seems perfect for this in the sun. Going to a concert, you could probably sneak shit in. I don't know if that's supposed to be part of the ad or not. But they got Bottle Keeper, Pint Keeper. They got all that stuff. If you go to Bottle Keeper, use code Jumbo, you get 20% off your order. They're helping us out. We're helping them out. It's a whole family affair. They're pretty cool. Like I said, the Can Keeper yesterday, just badass. You guys remember that spring? How much I like that spring? So. Boom. They're helping us out today. Uh, all right. That was Susto. The band Susto. Susto. Love them. They have. I love the sound of the lead singer's voice. Boom. Uh, Josh, don't forget the intro says, oh, did he remember the intro? Not really. I don't think I did. Welcome to the morning show. It's bite-sized bits of everything that I enjoy. We're going to go see an American town, hear about their history and what they got going on. Then we're going to go talk about a random baseball player from the past. <clears throat> then a book of sorts, but <clears throat> I'm at my parents' house, so I don't have like the stack of books I usually have, so I don't, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know what book we're going to do. Like The only thing I'm seeing over there, there's the notebook. We can talk about the notebook if we want. And then there's all my parents' college um Yearbooks. Maybe we'll grab one of those and see what was going on in the college yearbooks uh, from 1976. Those are the book options that I have in front of me. So maybe that's what we'll do. Maybe. Who knows? Moving on. The random town of the day today is a town called Fancy Farm, Kentucky. Fancy Farm, Kentucky. We had Horse Heaven yesterday. Now we got Fancy Farm. Do you think anyone has ever moved from Fancy Farm, Kentucky to Horse Heaven, Oregon? Do you think anybody has done that move? No, because no one lives in Horse Heaven, Oregon. And we know that because we visited there yesterday. So, but we also know yesterday, from yesterday, that there's a Horse Heaven, Washington. So do you think anyone's ever moved from Kentucky to Washington, Fancy Farm, To Horse Heaven, Washington. I don't know. If you have, reach out. It's an unincorporated community, Fancy Farm, Kentucky. It was settled by the Roman Catholics in 1829. So you know there's a lot of good stuff going on there. Sarcasm. I grew up Roman Catholic, and there's a lot of bad stuff going on in that whole shebang. It's still known for being a strong Catholic area. The town was named after the post office opened by a man applying to be the postmaster. Master. <coughs> what? <coughs> was the guy's name Fancy Farm? Why does that make sense? Um, 
<clears throat> that didn't really add up for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into the Wikipedia and check this out. Um because they named it after a guy who was trying to open the post office. The colorful name was apparently chosen when the post office post office opened by a man who was applying to be the postmaster. Oh, so he just made it up. Let's see. We got it's reference number four, archived from two thousand and seven. Fancyfarm.net. We are in the past. We are on fancyfarm.net from two thousand and seven in the hist the archives of the World Wide Web. Um people often ask, how did the name get the how did the place get the name Fancy Farm? It seems that somewhere about the year eighteen forty five the residents of this western section of Graves County petitioned for the mass petitioned. Hold on, I can put this on screen if anyone wants to f- attempt to follow along. We're reading an the old text of a, a website from 2007, which is the year I graduated high school, which is kind of wild that it looks like an old relic. Okay, people often ask, how did the place get the name Fancy Farm? It seems that somewhere about the year 1845, the residents of this western section of Graves County petitioned for the establishment of a post office in the neighborhood. An inspector was sent here to investigate the matter and report on the same. Whilst here, he was the guest of Mr. John Peebles an applicant for the position of postmaster. Okay, so Mr. John Peebles. His desire to hold a federal office was nothing so very was nothing so very remarkable as thousands of Kentuckians can readily understand from personal experience. But there was something remarkable about Mr. Peebles. He was noted for taking an honest pride in the appearance of his home and farm and employed every means and employed every means the then existing conditions permitted to enhance the beauty and attractiveness of his property. So he's a fancy farm guy. Whilst being the guest of Mr. Peebles, the post office inspector was requested to support to, to ah, read better. Jimmy read so much better was requested to suggest an appropriate name for the new office in a compliant in, in a compliment to, to Mr. Peebles as an agriculturist, the proposed fancy farm as a most suitable name. So the promising infant was Christianed, christened and has never since retained the name. It's so well-deserved in its incipient existence though some envious minds might hazard the intimation that in its adolescence it has failed to contribute aught to enhance its claim to paltritude okay what who wrote what are you saying what terrible article and yeah i messed up some easy words so some of it's on me but what is 
So the promising infant was christened and has ever since retained the name. It so well deserved in its incipient existence. Though some envious minds might hazard the intimation that in its adolescence it has failed to contribute ought to enhance its claim to pultritude. I mean, obviously we know what they're saying. Yeah, the town may have deserved the name in its infancy when it was a young town, but as it's grown up and blossomed, it has not held on to the fancy farm name and it's not giving its best effort to be fan. Like, we get it. We get it. But you didn't have to write it in such a fucking annoying way. Well, this is the 2007 version of this article. Because hopefully they rewrote it. Or 2010. Well, anyway. Here's Fancy Farm. It's in Kentucky. It's in the part of Kentucky, like southwest. That's really close to Missouri, Illinois, and Indiana. And Tennessee and Arkansas. If you live in Fancy Farm, okay, here's Fancy Farm, St. Jerome's Catholic Church, and, and they are famous for their the biggest single-day picnic in the history of picnics, so we'll get to that. But I'm kind of, there's like five roads in town. Okay, we've got stuff. We've got a high heel over here. You guys see this? Looks like they etched. Can you Can we spin maps? Well, everyone tilt your head because it's the opposite of Italy. It's kicking the opposite way. It looks like a high heel in this person's farm. I don't know what that's all about. That's forest, though. It looks like for whatever reason, they didn't cut all the trees. All these trees go into this shape. We got any uh, Kentucky farmers? Why is this stiletto of forest in the middle of this groomed farmland? Someone let me know. We got a stiletto forest in the middle of a groomed land. Um, okay, fancy farm. Where you at? Where you at? <coughs> Where you been? Where you been? It's Susto's song. We got fancy farm ball fields. Not that fancy. Right next to the cemetery. So the dead are watching. Dead are always watching. And then there's some nice, uh, nice, nice houses right along, you know. Get to sit here, swim in the pool, watch some baseball. That looks like a little kid baseball. What else we got going on at Fancy Farm? A lot of farmland. And then we're back to the stiletto of trees. All right. How long does it take to get to all the other states from Fancy Farm? So let's go Fancy Farm to... How do you how do you just drop 
directions. I want to go to Evansville. Okay. I think we've done it. How long would that take? Choose. What? What's happening? What did I do? Where's Fancy Farm? Fuck, we're just going to go from here. All right, it's 50 minutes from the Fancy Farm area into, from Kentucky into Indiana. I mean, it's got to be, if you want to go to Illinois, it's another hour that way. If you want to go to Tennessee, we're looking at an hour 45. If you want to go to Missouri, two hours. Oh, there must not be a direct route. And if you wanted to go to, what's this, Arkansas? Three hours. But you can get to a lot of states pretty close. In Kentucky. I guess this, like, if you're right here in Kentucky, you can get... Where, where's the place in the country where you can get to the most amount of states within an hour? Because I'm, I'm guessing this area of Kentucky gives, gives everyone a run for their money. That's just my guess, okay? So, you know, butt out if you don't like it. But if you live in this area in Kentucky, I mean, you got Indiana, Illinois, Missouri, Arkansas, Tennessee, I think that's it. Four Corners is limited to those four states, basically. Yeah. Someone says Southeast Pennsylvania. Okay. Southeast Pennsylvania. It looks like you're only going to be able to get New Jersey. Um, Maryland, Delaware. That's three. Maybe West Virginia up here in the hills. New York. Jason says that I have the cursor right where he's at. How about that? All right. So this fancy farm, Kentucky place. Here's some drone footage. We'll speed through this. Never fucking mind. All right. We're going to speed through it. Um, They have a picnic. They have uh, the first Saturday in August, they have a picnic. It's in the Guinness Book of World Records for the largest one-day picnic. It's the Super Bowl of Kentucky picnics. There's political people come to speak. They make 19,000 pounds of barbecue, but they didn't have any political speeches this year. Um, And then, okay, here's a video on the picnic. Let's see what they got to say about their picnic. Is the political speaking event that draws thousands each year. People would say in the digital era that we're in, Mark, where people can get their information anywhere, anytime, and from any source, why is Fancy Farm still relevant in 2016? Tradition. 
<laughs> Tradition. Any source. Why is Fancy Farm still relevant in 2016? Tradition. <laughs> Tradition. Farm still relevant in okay. 2016. Tradition. Uh, we have a very, a very unique. Uh, venue here. I mean, it's it's an anomaly for. I mean, this uh, guy's got to get put on now. Fast when, when you, when you, most time you're going to see politicians. It's going to be on a, on an ad on television or on the radio or on the social media. But this is still the what we consider the old time traditional stump speaking venue. The annual Fancy Farm Picnic didn't start off playing host to politicians. When it began in 1880, the shindig appealed only to locals as a family reunion of sorts. A half century later, politicians realized the voters they could court at such a large gathering. Former Kentucky governor and U.S. senator, the late A.D. Happy Chandler, was among the first politicians to prop up on a flatbed truck in the 1930s. Mark Wilson recalls how another Democrat who shared some of the same political credentials roused the crowd with his stemwinder speeches. Wendell Ford, I mean, he was an icon down here. He, he was a good friend of, of our parish here at St. Jerome. And I can still picture Wendell up there with his finger, got his cigarette in there, just, oh, give him hell, Wendell is what we called him. And he, he loved to have crowd interaction in it. He would stifle him real quick. Okay, if we're going to hear this old man stifle a crowd, I'm in. Get him, Wendell. They called him, go get him, Wendell. A pilot with no plane, a preacher with no congregation, a doctor with no patience, and a candidate that doesn't have a vision or a plan for Kentucky. He was the icon. Everybody wanted to hear Senator Wendell Ford. Other notable attendees include former Vice President Albin Barkley, a Graves County native, presidential candidate and Alabama Governor George Wallace, and Tennessee Senator Al Gore. Stephen Elder, whose family roots run deep in Graves County, remembers Gore's visit like it was yesterday. Show us remember the picnic. I don't care about all this crap. Honest... Gill, it's a great name. Abe kind of stole it. Um, yeah, I don't really care about all the political stuff. I wanted to just hear the history of the picnic. You got billions of pounds of beef. Oh, man, that's sweaty. Look how sweaty they are in this picture. I don't know if that's, you know, I mean, that's just really sweaty. It went, it went fast on us. Oh, man. Pinocchio nose on him. Damn. Um, all right. Let's listen to him say tradition one more time. Because that was easily the most enjoyable part. Uh, tradi- tradition. Playback speed. We're going to try it. We're going to slow him down even more. Tradition. <laughs> Farms still relevant in 2016. Tradition. 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 Uh, all right, they have a huge picnic. I mean, I, that that video was kind of more on the political speaker side. Didn't don't care about that. Fancy Farm Kentucky picnic. Let's see if there's any pictures of it. A lot of pic a lot of pictures. Tradition. Tradition. Barbaric. Barbaric. 
not hooked up. Barbaric. Let that word resound. Barbaric. Let that word resound. Tradition. Tradition. Uh, I don't know what's next. What are we supposed to do next? Uh, it's baseball guy. <laughs> Detroit Daver has got a great spelling of it. Tradition. <laughs> Tradition. Uh, Glenn Braggs is the baseball player of the day. Uh, Glenn Braggs, real strong, badass. Uh, seven seasons with the Brewers and the Reds, outfielder, DH. His best season was in 1989, the year I was born, uh, where he had a 247 batting average, 15 home runs, 66 RBIs, and 17 stolen bases. Big old dude. Um, <clears throat> known <clears throat> for being a, a big, strong guy. Once snapped a bat on a check swing, he put so much force on the bat that it stopped and sheared just above his grip. That's crazy. They have video of that. And then in um, in the second inning of game four of the 1990 World Series, he swung so hard at a pitch from A's Dave Stewart that the bat broke on his follow through. We got video of that. I think there's a video of that one. You mentioned it before. This fellow has a tremendous physique. I mean, he's built more like a football player than a baseball player. Well, that's an example. That's how strong he is, folks. Holy cow! What is going on here? Have you ever seen that before? No. I never have. What is going on here? I have here? never seen that before. He swung and missed and broke the bat. We kiddingly talk about it. He's built more like Fort Braggs. Now look at this. It hits his bat back and breaks in two. I mean, what is going on? He did it when he hit his back. What is? Like, baseball bats are supposed to be, like, solid pieces of wood. It just hits his shoulder and shatters? Well, I mean, I think we all got to call weak bat. It was a weakened bat. Because um, that is bizarre. It shouldn't just break over his shoulder like that. That bat broke like it was a bad toy. He swings and misses. We're going super slow-mo right now. Catcher catches it. Follow through hits his shoulder, like his left shoulder. He's a righty, and it just snaps. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Here's another play by our guy here, Braggs. Game saving catch, I guess. Um. That's even if he did rob it, I don't know if it's kind of like when Aaron Judge robs home runs at Yankee Stadium when he's just standing there and reaches up. Look at that physique. 
Let's see. I don't think it's a home run. I don't know. But it wasn't like a max effort necessary catch. Like, it was a very good catch, but he kind of just ran to the spot and made the catch. Now we got a Paul O'Neill highlight underneath. Obviously, I have to watch this. And Bonds cracks it high in the air to right, and Van Swyke will tag at second. There's the catch, and the runner moves on to third base, and... Get him, Pauly. Just starts crawling home. Can't start crawling home if you're this this runner. He's on his hands and his knees after getting thrown out, and he starts crawling. You can't. You can't be crawling like that as an adult. Andy Van Slyke can't be crawling. One, two, three, four. It's too many crawls. It's too many crawls on that footage. Uh, just you can't be crawling. Glenn Braggs, born Glenn Eric Braggs, went to the University of Hawaii in Honolulu, San Bernardino High School. Drafted by the Yankees in the 1980 draft. But he went to college instead, it looks like. Um, No awards, never led the league in a category, was a bench player majority of the time, it looks like. Let's see his postseason numbers because we know he was there. All right, so won the World Series with the Reds in 1990. Got one hit, got two RBIs in the last, in the World Series. Two RBIs in the World Series. And a walk in game four. Look at that. The Reds swept the A's in 1990 World Series. And Glenn Braggs started two of the four games. Rick Honeycutt was in this one. Cool. And he just... Broke bats all the time. He married Cindy Harone. She was a part of a female R&B group, N Vogue. And then he played in Japan for the Yoko, Yokohama Bay Stars. That's everything you need to know about our dude, Glenn Braggs. Uh, the toot-blown crawl. The toot-blown crawl shame. He can't be crawling. You can't be crawling, right? Can't be crawling. Everyone who gets put out on an outfield assist should have to crawl back to the dugout. New rule. It'd be more embarrassing. It'd be super embarrassing. You could crawl? Come on. Can't be crawling. Um, anyway, that's all I got to say about that. I don't even have like a graphic up for the book because I, there's no book. I got no books. Let me see. We'll do a little. Ah! Ah, we'll do a little remote. I'll be right back. Two seconds. Here's the here's the book of the day. 
The Iona Gales. Iona College Annual, 1980. <clears throat> I believe that's the year my parents graduated. They met at Iona. Well, it's page 22. Obviously, you guys want page 22. Iona stands for Idiots on North Ave. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hit that the the corner of the the corner of the corner of the book the corner of I mean I don't know if you see if I can even the corner of the book hit the soundboard button right there that green button um which womp womp womped my own well it's not my joke I didn't make up the idiots on North Ave what timing for the book to do that to me? Come on, book. Okay, we got some football highlights here. I mean, look at look at this football coach. Which way do I have to go? This book's big. Look at that football coach outfit. Just 70s, huh? I mean, we're in 1980, but that was probably 1979. Um, this guy's hurt. That's a bummer. His picture just hurt. And then look how close the fans were. This bottom one. Like right there. All right. Turns out like the trying to show you the, the book is it's hard. Page 22. Okay, well, you guys blew it. Page 22 is the faculty page. And we just got a bunch of uh, assistant deans here. Boring. Boring. Uh, Okay, basketball. That might be fun. They were good at basketball. I think they went to the, the dance couple times when my dad was there and then um a bunch of their players had kids who were who played there a couple years ago and i don't i don't know jim valvano you guys know him huh you know him you know him because he is the head coach 1980 you into that jim valvano uh, assistant manager, second row, Jim Valvano. Oh, there's my nephew. Oh, wait, they dropped him off at school. Okay, we got a water polo team. Let's just find the damn baseball team, show you guys my pops. I own a hockey team. My mom dated one of the hockey players. His name was Jimmy. How about that? Um. Oh, where, oh, where is the baseball team? Can't seem to find them anywhere. It's the sport that my dad played. He was the captain of the baseball team. Now I want to show you the baseball team. Because that's the fucking sport that my dad played. Hockey again? Rowing? 
<sighs> Accounting club. There's my dad in his frat. Sigma Delta Phi. That's my dad. That's my dad. Right there. Now where, oh, where is the fucking baseball trophy? Here it is. <clears throat> Bam. Baseball. My dad's in none of those pictures and none of those pictures. So they got a keg. They got a keg on the field. In case you wanted to have some beers while you played. And looks like my dad's in none of those pictures. He's got some sort of batting average record. And he's in none of those pictures. Because my sister went to a college in the same conference and her boyfriend played baseball and they handed out the <clears throat> the conference record holders and my dad still had it. So that's cool. That's cool. Remember when the book Womp 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 Me? Tradition. All right. Um, that's the show. Go watch Wake and Shake. Listen to Talking Nets today. Our dude Ryan Rucco uh, for Yes Network went on Talking Nets with Keith and Hudson. So that's awesome. Talking Nets got a great guest that we got. Wake and Jake coming up. John Moyne Jake Radio coming up. Talking Giants coming up. Talking Baseball coming up. Everything coming up. Um, so thanks very much for hanging out with us. Thank you to Bottle Keeper for supporting the show here and everything we're doing and making me drink a morning beer. And uh, thanks to that dude for saying tradition in just the most Kentucky slow accent I've ever heard. Tradition. 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 Uh, all right. Susto, dream girl. See you guys later. Lately I've been having the strangest dreams I'm being held in the arms by a naked woman I don't know her even if she knows me And when I look up to see her I see something gruesome Gonna eat